Jose, I say, Jose, it's time to wake up. Oh, buenos dias, senorita. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Hey, Michael, mi amigo, pay attention, it's Joe time. So it is. Pierre, you rascal, you. Let's put on the show. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. <whistles> oh, pardon, madame. That whistle was for my good friend, Fritz. Ach, to lieber, I almost fell out of my upper perch. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. <whistles> Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. To paraphrase what Sam the American Eagle would say, it's a salute to all things Walt Disney, but mostly Walt Disney World. A former cast member, a longtime lover of the parks, and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, Dave brings you his unique perspective about the Walt Disney World Resort. Now please remain quietly seated throughout our tour, and we ask that there be no eating, drinking, smoking, or flash photography. Our podcasters are frightfully sensitive to bright lights. So put on your virtual mouse ears, sit back, and relax, and enjoy the podcast. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Hey, good day, everyone. It is Dave again, coming to you with another Disney podcast. And this week, what I'd like to do is talk about the, the idea of going to Disney solo. So just to mix it up and make it interesting, because I'm that kind of a guy where I do uh, ironic things, I'm going to invite a guest on to talk to me about going to Disney solo. And my guest this week is Kurt, who lives up in uh, Massachusetts. He's another fellow Disney fan. And uh, Kurt, how is everything going? Well, everything's going great, Dave, um, considering that it's about 35 out and raining and all the snow's melting and all the dirt's rushing off down the sewers and the streets are flooding, and I really wish I was in Disney, but I'm not, so <laughs> that's fine. You know, and that's, that's one, of the, one of the fun things. It, it allows us, you know, being in another place. I mean, I live in Florida, so I can go whenever, but being in another place, you have the, the ability to imagine and dream a little bit and, you know, think about Disney <laughs> if you can't make oh, it there. Yeah. Absolutely. My wife says I'm obsessed, which uh, I don't mind. I don't consider that an insult. So. No, you know, it, and that's that's probably a topic for a whole other conversation. But you know, it's it's really? that, I mean, it's that whole thing about people not getting what Disney is all about and not understanding why it's why it kind of meets a certain expectation for us and why we do dream about it and we become obsessed. I mean, yeah. why else would I do a podcast, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, what I wanted to what I wanted to bring to people's um, ears today was uh, talking about going to Disney solo. It's something that you and I have each done um, in our lives. We've had an opportunity to go and uh, you know I know for some people it's a really daunting thing. You know you think about oh I'm gonna go to Disney World I'm gonna be by myself. What in the heck am I gonna do? You know I have to sit at dinner alone and I have to ride the rides alone. I sit in the sing single rider queue and that sort of stuff. Um, so let me let me start off with how did what was your first experience like when you uh, when you went solo? Well, uh, I've been going to Disney since it opened in uh, Walt Disney World, at least in, in 1971, because I grew I did grow up in South Florida. And uh, I used to pester my father, because on the wonderful world of Disney in the afternoons, Walt would actually be on, and uh, periodically he would show us Disneyland. And I would pester my, pester my father for years, take us to Disneyland, can we go to Disneyland? And But that was too far away. But then, 
being a South Floridian, they opened a place in Orlando. And, you know, I was so excited. I couldn't wait to go. So we went that fall. We went in the fall of 71, about a month after it opened. And it was just fabulous. Um, you know, I think the first time I went solo um, was when I was in the Marine Corps and single and uh, was passing through uh, on my way to Miami to visit my folks. And uh, I decided I would stop and, uh, and take a day and go through the Magic Kingdom. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, there are a lot of good reasons to go solo to Disney World. And I, I know some people find it funny, you know, to be there without family and so on. But, but, but uh, you know, to answer the question, what would you do if you went to Disney World solo, uh, my answer would be everything. You know, that, that's, that's a great way to look at it. Uh, my, I'll just tell you first, my first solo trip was actually, I was in, uh, I was in college. I was going to, um, actually, well, I had a couple of other experiences where my friends ditched me. Won't go there. But uh, we were at Disney World, and I was kind of on my own. But uh, my first true solo experience where I had an opportunity to go there uh, was uh, I was in the, um, I, I was living up there and going to school at UCF, and I uh, found myself with occasion to go over there a couple of times, and I kind of, you know, tentatively walked in the park on my own. And after I did it the first time, I was hooked, and I said, there's no way I'm not ever doing this by my, you know, not, it's not like I'm going to say I'll never do this again because I want to do it again. It was that much fun. And your point about being able to do everything the thing about going with families is you do sort of a family mood thing. You know, it's like we're going to go do this or we're going to work this way around the park. When you're there by yourself, right. you pick what you want to do and you just go for it. That's exactly right. And uh, there's something kind of cool about that. You know, you just you just say, oh, you know what? I want to go ride whatever. And you just start walking over that way. And as you're walking there, you go, hey, I want to do this. And you do that instead. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I, there are many good reasons to go and, and uh, to go by yourself. And, and that's. That's the chief reason, you know, the, the fact that, uh, you know, it's your time and uh, it's your schedule. Mm -hmm. and, and you don't have to worry about uh, young ones uh, wearing out or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, other people not liking the same rides or, uh, or, or people getting worn out or, or, you know, disagreements about where to eat. And, uh, you know, it, it, there, are, there are many reasons to go with your family, and absolutely you should go with your family. But... If you have the opportunity and you love Disney the way we do, you should mm -hmm. go by yourself too. It's it's really kind of neat. I remember, um, you know, one of my first experiences. I was uh, I was in Epcot and I was walking along and I was going through um, that uh, that pavilion, the, the the area underneath Spaceship Earth, where they used to have some different things in there. I know it's all changed now, um, but I was standing in there and I was looking at something and I was cast member walked up to me and he just assumed I was a cast member who was like um, on my day off. And I wasn't. I was just, you know, somebody who was there on the park in the park on my own. And I started talking to him. We just struck up a conversation. And it was a really interesting conversation because it turns out that a lot of cast members do do that. They go, you know, on their day off, they wind up in the park, you know, kind of experiencing experiencing it from the guest perspective. So, you know, sometimes you'll see um, people there solo, and you, they get a feel for it too. What's it like? They go, "What's the guest experience like?" So it's kind of the other side of the coin. Um, but it's 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 fun. You know, and that's the thing. It's you, you go. I went in with a little trepidation, and I was like, you know, what's this going to be like by myself? I'm going through the turnstiles, and I don't have anybody waiting for me. What's it going to be like? And it was just like, oh, I can go do this. And uh, you, you're right. Um, being in a, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I've got a couple of kids at home, and uh, when we go, it's, it's always kind of like at their pace and what they want to do. What do you guys want to do? And we kind of take the park. You know, you take the park in a certain order rather than having to cross back and forth across the park, uh, where by yourself. You can do it.
You know, you can say I'm going to cross across the park, or I'm going to go to a different park for a little while if I want to. Oh yeah, absolutely, sure. I mean, last fall I had a I had a chance to take a day, and uh, I did something that I probably will never do again. But it was an interesting experience. I got to all four parks in one day. That's pretty impressive. And uh, you know, I wanted to ride uh, expedition. I wanted to be there for rope drop at Magic Kingdom, and I wanted to ride Expedition Everest. And I had uh, lunch reservations at the Sci-Fi Diner, and I wanted to see Illumination. So that's the way my day went. That's pretty impressive. You know, the thing about it is, you know, coming from Massachusetts, of course, you can't just drop in there whenever you feel like it. Mm -hmm. Not that you can't either. It it takes a little more planning, but for you, I know, living down there in South Florida. But but certainly, um, and and, and the ticket prices make a difference, too. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more daunting now in terms of ticket prices than it was when I was, you know, a lieutenant in the Marine Corps um, flying solo, um, you know, for a day. Um, you know, it's it, to get into the parks now for a day if you're not a Florida resident, not necessarily the cheapest thing that you could pick to do. No, that's exactly right. And that that's, in a way, that's kind of unfortunate that it's kind of worked out that way. Um, it is, yeah. There's, you know, there's a lot to be said for. I did this, did this podcast a couple of weeks ago about the yin and the yang, where the prices are going up, but they they continue right. to meet my ex, my expectations and and build on them, and I think that's, you know, they they do it, so I'm happy with that. You know, I'm happy to pay the money. I'm not, I don't like shelling it out, but I'm happy to do it because they still meet my expectations, and exceed them. Um, so, you know, the the thing about uh, taking a solo trip is, you know, when you decide you're going to do it, you know, if you happen to live close, it's an easy thing to do. Like I said, the first time I really did it was when I was living in Orlando. And I had an annual pass. I had bought it um, back when I was living uh, with my parents down in South Florida. And I still had it. And I was like, you know, I should just go over there for a day. And I did. And it was it was tremendous. And it was really fun. And, you know, after that, it became, you know, what am I going to do today? And I just head over to the parks and do something. And go over and just enjoy it and take it in and take you know take in one thing. Maybe I just go over and ride an attraction or something because I live so close. Um, from South Florida, it's a little more challenging. Uh, still not as hard as it is when you have to hop on a plane from somewhere, but a little more challenging to go and uh, make a decision to just go for uh, go by yourself. You, know, you got to plan up for it a little bit because maybe you have to you know, arrange for a hotel or whatever, and you've kind of got to think it through. What are you going to do? Um, but it's still, you know, it's still kind of worthwhile. It's like, you know, I just feel like I want to do something and go up there and just enjoy it. And uh, I can't really do that with my kids right now, though I'd love to. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, though, uh, you know, on occasion I have made a trip up there and managed to make it up there for a day or two and, you know, uh, for various reasons. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it just kind of works out sometimes. And it's just the challenge of being able to, being able to plan it because it's so, it's so easy when you're a, a lieutenant in the Marine Corps or you happen to be living there and you just, you're passing through and it's like, hey, this is easy, I can do this. But if you happen to be a person who's a uh, who's a single person, or you know maybe your your significant other doesn't enjoy Disney as much, and you want to take the trip, it, I recommend it. You know if you can, um, if you have the means to do it and the opportunity, I, I highly recommend doing it. It's there's a certain fun in going through the turnstile and just having the magic take you in just by yourself. That's the thing that I think absolutely. is the neatest. You know, That's absolutely true. You know, it's, walking through the walking through the turnstile um, in the Magic Kingdom, especially. Um, and, and walking under the train station and walking around uh, walking around the, the square there and then and looking down Main Street and seeing the castle at the other end is just a magical experience. And if it's, if it's a magical experience for you, then you should definitely go and experience it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't diminish the magic that, that my you know, daughter isn't there to go look at the castle. You know, um, 
it, it, it's just it's magical for me and it always has been ever since 1971 I started going it's been magical and uh, it uh, I'm sure it will continue to be so um, you know what what I what I would say is you know for people that are out of state uh, that don't have a reason to go you know I uh, I typically try to combine a trip I typically make two or three trips a year to Florida um, and if I can squeeze a couple extra days on them you know, beginning or end of a trip, um, you know, then I, I, those days are at Disney. Um, that's, that's the way I do it. And, and you know that you've, you've seen me do it down there. Oh, they, absolutely. I, um, I do that. And of course, you know, there's, there are lots of different ways to do it, but if you're, um, you know, Orlando is, um, in many ways easier to fly in and out of than, than a lot of the other, um, airports. And, and you know, Florida's a big state, um, but it's not as big as some states. And in Orlando, of course, is centrally located. So if you've got business in Miami for a couple of days, um, you know, take a day on the on the front end and, and and go through Orlando on the way down, and then take your rental car and drive to Miami or or on the back end. You know, if you if you get done Friday evening, you know, no problem driving up to Orlando and uh, yeah, you know, three hours, three three four hours maybe. That's a it's a long drive, but it's not outrageous. No, no, not at all. Uh, then you can uh, then you can have your day or, or two days and and still make it back to the next work week. So you know, I, I highly recommend doing that. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I'd um, I'd also encourage people if you're coming down for spring training. There's a lot of spring training happening here in uh, around the central part of the state and over into Tampa. If you're coming down, you know, you might want to just spend a day over at uh, over at the theme parks. You know, just just uh, hop in a car and drive over. You know, even if your friends or your family that's with you don't want to go and you're a Disney fan, just just do it. I highly encourage it. It's a great opportunity and you're already here anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so you can kind and, of enjoy it all. You know, they, they don't, um, Disney of course doesn't, as far as I know, you know, um, I've never had trouble getting dining reservations for one, you know, um, as opposed to, you know, a party. Um, you know, I don't know what their internal policy is and that kind of thing is, but I've never, um, I've, I've never gone, well, you know, I mean, certain exceptions obviously you know if you're trying to get a reservation at Cinderella's Royal Table uh, that's that's uh, a difficult thing to do regardless of how many people you have mm-hmm. yeah and I, I'd agree um, in fact uh, one time I went up and I, I took a trip up this was just a couple of years ago I went by myself and I wound up up there and uh, I just decided to take a chance on a couple of restaurants I was there and I, I just walked up and said okay could I get a table for one and you know what Everywhere I went, it was fine. I didn't didn't make any reservations or anything because you know there's there's typically a table open that they can put you at or some you know somewhere they can put you, um, and it usually works out pretty well. Well, it's a whole lot easier to squeeze one person it is than a party of four. Oh yeah, or a family of seven. So um, you know clearly that's to your advantage. And um, and let's not forget the single single rider queues. Yes, um, because those those can be very important, especially. You know, like me, I love Expedition Everest. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're an Expedition Everest fan, you know the single rider queue is the way to get on and off Expedition Everest uh, many times uh, while everyone else is standing in the regular queue. That's right. Uh, and, uh, you know, so um, I, uh, you know, that's certainly to your advantage. Um, and and, and I, there are other rides, um, usually rides with long lines. Test Track has a single rider queue. Mm-hmm. 
And if you're if you're not sure if it has a single rider queue, you can always you know check it out on the web or just ask a cast member. They'll tell you if it has a single rider queue. And uh, it's true. And then they may make a suggestion to you too. Hey, you know what? You're a single rider. Let me let me hook you up, or maybe come back in a half an hour, and you know we'll we'll see what we can do for you. It, it does happen sometimes that the cast members will kind of help you out if you're by yourself. Well, a cast me- yeah, cast members are great. So and, you know if that's and and I don't don't know that it gets emphasized enough, but the cast members at Disney World are probably the thing that separates them most from places like Universal Orlando um, is the professionalism and the enthusiasm of the cast members at Disney. Uh, you know, because frankly, the rides at Disney are not superior to the rides at Universal Orlando, you know, in terms of thrills or, or whatever, you know, technical advances that you want to talk about. Now, a lot of that's personal preference, but, you know, you can get just an exciting ride at, at Orlando as you can at at Disney, but the thing that really sets it apart is the cast members and their attitude and their helpfulness and and what they will do for you and, and how they feel about working it. And uh, it, it sets the whole atmosphere. And if you, you know, if you talk to the cast members, you know, um, and not run right by them like so many people do, <laughs> um, they, will, they will try to help you if they can. Oh, absolutely, and you can you can really make it make it kind of fun for yourself. You know, they're almost like your buddies on the uh, if you're going around by yourself. Um, they'll be like your friends. You know, you can just start talking to them about anything, um, yeah. strike up a conversation, and you know they'll they'll pretend like they've known you for your whole life. Um, you know, as far as that goes. Oh yeah, and it happens all over the place. You know, um, I've had great conversations with with the staff at the the All Star Resorts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the shops there uh, uh, or behind the counters. Uh, you know, just chatting about this, that, and the other, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oftentimes if you see their 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 hometown on their badge there, and you you know you you come from close by, that's always a good one. Yeah. Start up a conversation if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, so I you know by I guess by way of encouragement, you know, I tell people, you know, if you feel if you feel like you know you're going to feel funny, you know, you go into a restaurant by yourself, or you're going to be you know doing something by yourself, don't because it's it's like you have this whole family there with you. It's a, an extended family. Um, oh yeah. And they you know they'll take the time to talk to you and make you feel comfortable. You know, it's almost like you know they want you to be there. So you know why wouldn't you? Um, and you know what? If you go to a character, if you go to a character meal as a single, the characters still come over and, and play with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do, don't they? <laughs> they do. They do. When I was at Crystal Palace last time, uh, uh, two years ago, um, every one of the characters stopped by, gave me a big hug, and said hello. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a certain thrill in that, and they, and there's a cast member who will take be gladly take a picture for you if you want one. Absolutely. So you know you don't have to feel silly because you don't you know you can't take your own picture next to you know um, poo or something. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's and, and you know I mean I, you, certainly there'll be a cast member. You know people that are walking by will be happy to. You can do the whole photo pass thing too. If that's oh yeah. So you know, I mean I, it's not like you you would be lacking in photos if that's that you need to, you know, remember your experience with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I the whole Disney experience is, as far as I know, the whole Disney experience is available to you as, as a as a single person, at, you know, going to the park. Yeah, I can't think. Of, I can't think of anything you really can't do or wouldn't do um, as a as a single working uh, being in the parks. It seems to me that you could do absolutely everything. Yeah, I think so. Um, and that, you know, that makes it kind of exciting. You know, and now, now I'm suddenly feeling it like, wow, you know, I want to go back by myself again <laughs> because I want to walk around and I want to experience it. And I want to just have that moment when I can soak it in and just, you know, like 
be standing in a queue somewhere and just be enjoying the queue and nobody's pulling on my leg and nobody's asking me what are we going to do next or where are we going to eat and it's just right. me and I can look at the other families and just smile. <laughs> yep, absolutely. There's something about that. And you can, you know, it's a little easier also to make helpful suggestions to people that are having problems if you're not having any. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, a couple of years ago, I was riding on the monorail from, uh, uh, I had come over from Epcot. I rode the Epcot monorail over to Magic Kingdom and there was a family on, you know, sitting across from me and they were like, oh, we do this and do that. And, uh, and I said, well, you know, you probably don't want to do that with a, with a two-year-old. You know, Space Mountain is probably not the thing you want to do. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and, and oh, I'm sorry, you know, the Splash Mountain is closed. And I feel, for example, and I, I feel like, I feel it's easier for me to talk to these people when I'm by myself than when I'm with my family. I don't know why that is. That's kind of silly. But, uh, you know, so it, I enjoy that part of it more when I'm by myself. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, that is, you know, you feel a little more, I don't know, it's, it's a little more social, um, socially minded, maybe, maybe because you just feel uninhibited or, you know, you don't have to worry about for for me, my kids will start asking questions. Who was that person? Why are you answering their question? What what did they want? You know, mm -hmm. and it becomes more work for me. And it's almost like I'd rather just be quiet because they're gonna they're gonna bug me until I answer all their questions. Um, right. So in some ways, it's easier just because I, I know that that won't happen. Um, but on the other hand, I'm a talkative person, and I'm gonna talk up everybody I see anyway. That's just the way I am. And uh, yes, you are. <laughs> and I will get everybody engaged and uh, try to well, try to a, talk. That's a good thing. I, I envy that about you because I'm not normally, you know, socially that way. Although at Disney, I have a little bit of a personality change because I'm having such a great time. You know, and that's a that's a great point right there, all by itself. That uh, you know, it people it brings out the best in a lot of people. Um, yeah. You know, maybe not everybody, but certainly a, a good majority of the people that go. Um, it brings out the best and brings out something in yourself that's more of like the kid in you, uh, or something. Yeah. Well, inevitably, when you see people that are at Disney that are maybe not having the best time, it's some kind of family thing. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the kids is upset because, um, you know, they, they wouldn't get into a ride or it's getting hot and, and everybody's tired or or uh, they're trying to run across to catch the show or, or something. And, you know, they're stressed out. And it's But it's usually because they're stressed out with each other, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's not usually because they're having trouble with a ride or they're having trouble with a cast member or something Disney-related, you know. Mm -hmm. Almost always something that their family, you know, has an issue with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's it, that's an interesting point, too, because, I, you know, I think about all the people that I, that I encountered while I was, you know, going to Disney solo and also while I was a cast member. You're right. Those were the, the people that would melt down the most were, were family related in some way, and there was something they were trying to do or not do, and just didn't work out for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, people, yeah, people, of course, always families, especially that are relatively new to the parks, have always uh, or almost always have an issue with you know they're they're trying to get through the parks too quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, they paid their money, and damn it, they're going to ride every ride, and and uh, they're going to get to the parade at this and such and time, and and. You know, so they end up pushing themselves back and forth across the park. Right, right. And I maybe some of that's a function of having been there a few times. You know, if you've been there, I don't know how many times you've been. You probably lost count. No, uh, I lost count. count back in the early '80s at 25 visits. And so, you know, I've been there enough times now that I don't need to run over to Space Mountain 
a rope drop and get on Space Mountain because, you know, I've never been on Space Mountain and I need to, to do it. So, no. you know, if I don't do that, it's, it's you know, save that for next trip. And, and, and I, like the, I like the atmosphere so much that I'll, I'll take my time. And that's, again, something you can do as a, sing, as a solo, you know, you take your time. I know you like the, the atmosphere. I know you like watching the people watching when you're there. Absolutely. So. You know, that's, that, it's, it's, taking, it's taking in the atmosphere and everything that goes on around you. And it's more than just, you know, the, the rides. I, I don't care about the rides to a point. I mean, I love the rides, but I don't care about them to a point. It's more about everything. It's, a, it's about the experience. So I'd rather talk to the cast members. I'd rather, you know, experience some of the, you know, some of the settings and some of the things that they've done to really set things apart um, and make it, make it unique. I mean, and I try to pass that on to my kids too when I have an opportunity to. I explain something to them. I go, hey, by the way, did you know the Liberty Tree here? Blah, 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 blah. You know, right. it's just, it, because it becomes more interesting in a way because then you can kind of pass that along a little bit. So when they go someday by, themse by themselves, they can experience it and enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. I would hope. Um, no, don't go by yourselves. Take me with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet, and I, you know, I, I'll, uh, I'll worry about that when it comes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, my daughter is interesting because the first couple times we went with her, she was three and four and five, and um, uh, she kind of burned out, you know, especially if it was warm out, you know, two or three in the afternoon, she'd mm -hmm. be done. Um, uh, you know, by the time she got to be about seven, she was running us ragged, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the adults were dragging along behind her, and she was running from ride to ride, and, uh, you know, so uh, I love going with my daughter. Yeah, no, I, I love seeing her have a great time. I'm sure you're the same way. I'm the same way, but, you know, this is this is where it comes to that to that whole point again, you know, circling back around, you know, going solo, it's, it's a different experience, but yeah. no less enjoyable, just different. Um, you know, I, could, I get to be a kid and be on my own and I don't have to worry about making sure everybody gets fed. I can just enjoy it and take it in. And uh, there's, some, there's something that I really like about that. Um, you know, and I kind of relish those moments and like to, you know, like to savor them when I get them. Absolutely. And I can see we're up against the time here. Uh, I want to keep the podcast to under 30 minutes, so I want to go ahead and take a break here. And what we'll do is we'll continue this on the next podcast and uh, continue talking in the next podcast. Most of the music you're hearing on this podcast is from a friend of the show named Craig Brown. Craig does a number of things in the techno space. You can find Craig's music on myspace.com slash sound A as an apple. And my thanks also to Doug over at geekacres.net for his rendition of a Jack Wagner classic. And now we've reached our destination in the 21st century. Yes, I know, it went by so fast. But don't worry, because the future is always in front of us. Thanks for riding with us. Please collect your personal belongings and step onto the moving platform. The platform and your car are moving at equal, yet opposite speeds, so watch your head and step. If you have questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, or would just like to ask Dave a question about Disney planning or anything else, send him an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. And now, I gotta be moving along. He's looking for a little more adventure I'm heading for a little bit of fun now He's looking for a little more excitement Time to be moving along It's time to be moving along Time to be moving along